When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the first pick in the NFL draft, Ball Saxonville has decided to pick Manscaped to stock up their D. Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have sponsored us to make sure you don't get booed out of the bedroom like Roger Goodell. Support us and head over to manscaped.com to use the exclusive code BOUNDS at checkout for 20% off plus free shipping. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BOUNDS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code BOUNDS. It's time to find your diamond in the rough with Manscaped. Is this thing working? Give me some sound over here. Yeah. The Out of Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Good morning. Welcome in. NFL draft around the corner. Blake and I will be out in Las Vegas. We're excited about that. My first draft. What a great town to go to to uh, celebrate uh, Matt Corral and Charles Cross both being drafted in the first round. Which will be exciting for Ole Miss and Hale State fans. Uh, our friend and guest Dave Bartu joins us. The numbers man. Uh, college football matrix, among many, many other things. Bartu joins us on the uh, Corona Premier guest line. And Bartu, good morning. How are you? Dude, I am stoked. Been nerding out like all week last week on NFL draft nuggets. Mm. And I, I can't put it down. Can't put it down. <laughs> I mean, you give me a spreadsheet and a new database, and I, I can't stop going down rabbit holes. Is, this is completely insane. And, and it started as just a way to try to find out how can we quantify how good a program has been at putting out NFL talent, right? I mean, we've heard the argument a hundred times, right? Running back university, LBU, quarterback U, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, well, how important, you know, can we quantify that? More importantly, uh, what about undrafted free agents? And I, I think we'll start there with uh, with the direction I'm going with this for for you and the listeners because I haven't I haven't really talked to you about what I've been doing anyways. I've been teasing you, but um, so undrafted free agents. And so I'm through the NFC right now. Okay, haven't done the AFC yet. So with 16 to 32 teams, I'm through the NFC. Cool. And 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 I'm, I look at the last 10 years, right? So. Most everybody has turned through a couple of coaches, you know, except Alabama or Clemson or something like that. And so I think it really defines, well, you know, what's coming out of college football into the NFL. Um, and so with undrafted free agents, starts made in the NFC in the last 10 years, okay, 27% of all the starts in the NFC come from first-round picks. 17% of all the, of, of all the starts come from second-round picks. The next biggest group, 15.41% of all the starts 
come from undrafted free agents. Wow. Not third round picks, not fourth round picks. Five, six, and seven. Five, six, and seven combined have fewer starts than undrafted free agents in the entire NFC in the last ten years. So the rabbit hole is who are the schools producing all these guys that the draft is missing on, right? Because I mean, if, if you're going to run a draft, you would expect that your third and fourth and fifth round picks would outperform your undrafted free agents. True, not the case at all across the board. And so now I am taking, I have a full new view of schools and coaches that are developing these guys. It is, there, there's almost no question you can ask me about the NFC in the last 10 years and where starts come from, even by unit uh, that I don't have right in front of me right now, buddy. Okay. All right. So where starts come from in mm-hmm. the NFC for our listeners? Yep. Um, the last ten years, we'll 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 yep. go SEC. All right, and you had you had twenty seven percent first round. Yep. What was the percentage second round? Uh, second round percentage is seventeen. Okay, and then fifteen point four one for undrafted. Yeah. Free so agents. so yeah. Right. So fifteen percent is undrafted free agents. Okay. All right. So where did the most starts come from in the Southeastern Conference? In to- and it is it's in the it's in the the leader in the SEC is also the leader in the NFL. Okay, well, that makes sense. Which is LSU. All right. LSU has fifty six more starts in the NFC in the last ten years than Alabama players. Followed by Ohio State, which is exactly 300 starts behind Alabama. Then USC, Oklahoma, and Georgia. So now, obviously, this is just the NFC. I haven't done the AFC yet. We'll save that for another 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 preview, another another look at it, and then we'll combine them. But right now, I'm through 16 teams. LSU is number one overall the last 10 years in yeah. NFC games started from a collegiate program. Okay. Wow. And so, Bama's had way more success on the field, Mm -hmm. but LSU sending more players to the NFL. At least generating more starts, right? You know, and and we're not talking about a, a big difference. Like I said, we're talking about 53 starts over 10 years, but when you look at, um, when you look at the numbers, though, is LSU and Alabama just aren't that far apart. So to me, it, it comes down to scheme and coaching, right? I mean, if, if, you have, if you have equal number of talented players on both sides of the ball on your teams, doesn't that kind of allude to stability at the coaching staff is the big difference between LSU and Alabama the last 10 years? Yes. And, and Bama... It- I know it's close, but Bama, I guess, it maybe is getting a more refined and advanced player than even LSU, even though they're both elite. And and Saban gets every ounce of what you are while in college, and a lot of times there's no more room for growth. I, I'm just mm-hmm. throwing that out, Bartu. I mean, I'm, no, I, I know no, we're trying I, to land this thing. Are you, I know you're just getting started and trying to uh, have the numbers tell you a story and give you some, you know, some answers. Yeah. 
Exactly. Well, and and I have it broken down too. And if you're look, if you're talking about Alabama, um, you can actually see where their talent is. Okay. So when you when you when you break all those starts down by the unit. Okay. So running back, Alabama is number one in running back starts in the NFC in the last ten years. So you know Alabama is recruiting an NFL level running back every single year, right? Alabama's followed by Oklahoma followed by Ohio State, followed by Georgia. All right, then you, then you go over to wide receiver. And what is Nick focusing on there? Number one in NFL starts at wide receiver as well. So the, there's a concentrated effort uh, at running back and wide receiver that has an NFL skill set. Now, tight ends. Do you, do, does he care about tight ends? Not really. Alabama is 22nd in NFL tight end starts. So I don't think he really pays attention to the tight end side of it. Mm. Offensive line, now this may surprise people, okay? Alabama, offensive line starts in the NFC, and maybe there's a whole bunch of them over in the AFC, but they're 36th in NFC offensive line starts. Wow. 36. They have 109 starts in the NFL the last 10 years in the NFC from their offensive line guys. The difference, number one is Wisconsin with 481. <laughs> right? 109 to 481. That that Alvarez magic that Bartu's been talking about for years. Right, but, but it goes back to the idea that these offensive linemen that they're recruiting, these four- and five-star guys, just aren't panning out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know what it is. Is it an evaluation process? Is it a developmental process? You know, but they're nowhere near even the top 25. We're talking number 36. Now, defensive line, um, number one in NFC starts the last 10 years, LSU. Number two, Mississippi State. Mississippi State has the second most defensive line starts in the NFC in the last decade. Alabama's is at number five wow okay so one thing that mullen and his staff did well was identify d-line talent yeah and and i mean clearly and develop it okay all right yeah yeah they they did they did a great job there that is their strongest unit in the nfl oh i bet uh, over over the last 10 years fletcher cox Um, chris jones jeffrey simmons right now linebackers that's alabama thing alabama leads that georgia's number two lsu's number three all right. Um, then you kind of go down the line. No surprises there. But, you know, so, so to me, Alabama is focusing, you know, it's, it's recruiting on that side of it. Then you go to DBs, um, LSU is number one, Alabama is number two. So it, it appears to me that the focus for Alabama is, well, number one, they just, they just try to get all the four- and five-star guys they can I'm wondering how in-depth their targeting is. And the reason I'm saying that is because Alabama's success looks just like the NFL profile. Okay? When you, so, and what I mean by that is you take all the first-round guys, all the second-round guys, right? Basically all your four- and five-star NFL draftees. All right? The guys that are the most successful, wide receiver, running back, DBs, and linebackers. Those are the most successful first and second round picks. The least successful ones are the lines. 
those require more evaluation. That requires a smarter program. That requires better people looking at the film and breaking it down. They're tougher to evaluate. So it seems to me that Alabama, although they get the lion's share of four- and five-star guys, they are not doing the same job of evaluation on the defensive and offensive line as they do on the outside, or simply they just take the best player graded available and go win football games, but it's not translating uh, into NFL prospects on the lines as well. Okay. What about offensive line? Where is Ole Miss? Because I would think they, they're they at least pretty high. Oh, where is, where is Ole Miss? Um, what's amazing is in the last 10 years, the number of games played in the NFL, in the NFC for Ole Miss and Mississippi State, the difference is one game. One game. One game. Uh, Ole Miss, where are they strongest? Now, both Ole Miss. Wide receivers, I would think. Both, both Ole Miss and Mississippi State are top 25 in NFL starts in the last 10 years. Okay, that's both strong. Okay. Uh, Mississippi State, uh, both of them are right below A&M. So at, at 20, 21, 22, and 23, you've got A&M, State, Carolina, and Mississippi. And when you look at total games played, Mississippi State, 1,383. Mississippi, 1,382. Incredible. Um, Mississippi's strength is that offensive line. They have 220 starts in the offensive line. 220 starts. Yeah, and that is good for number 13 in the NFC over the last decade. Strong. Where is... I would think Mississippi State is at the bottom. Um, so, well, Gabe Jackson's been at the Raiders for a while, but other yeah, than I got, I got, he's, I got, he's they, in the AFC, 60, that's right. 67 on the offensive line. 67 starts total? Yeah. So, and where or does no, that? 67, six, they're ranked 67. Okay, got it. State's, state strength is entirely on defense. Yep. There's no offensive strength at all. Wide receiver, nothing. Offensive line, Almost nothing. Tight end, nothing. Um, yeah, it, it's not on offense. It is. They're number two in defensive line. Their linebacking is good. Their defensive backs are also is is their second strongest one. Got it. They they rank twenty. They uh, they rank eighteenth in defensive back starts. Okay. So they, they're really solid there. On the flip side, you have like I said, you have Mississippi. Uh, at number 13 on the offensive line, they are really solid at wide receiver as well. Tight ends, uh, tight end starts. Holy crap. They are third in tight, tight end starts overall. Um, um, wide receiver starts. They are really strong there, too. Uh, where did they disappear? 18th in wide receiver starts. That makes sense. Right. Um, and obviously quarterback starts because you got Eli basically starting most of the last 10 years at, at New York. Right, right. You know. Um, so basically Mississippi so State's only juice on yeah. offense is Dak. And he yep. has a probably, if I had to guess, Blake, he missed one year. So he's got about four, 60, 16 times four, 64 and a couple other. He's probably 64 or 70 starts. 85 starts. 85, 85 starts. starts. Okay. Yep. All right. I got him with 85 starts. Um, you know, I, ha- I have undrafted 
free agents from Mississippi State with 36 starts. Uh, running back, one start. Wide receiver, no starts. Tight end, no starts. Wide receiver, line, 55. zero starts. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. A- actually, what uh, the the the, uh, the brilliant combination might be: uh, Ole Miss on offense and State on defense. No doubt. Yeah, so you're looking at 500, and defensively, so you'd be at 12. So combined, if you had Ole Miss offense and State defense, you would have 1,200 starts, 1,231 starts. That would be good for seventh in the entire country. 